to Real Talk Live. For those of you all who are joining us for the first time, my name is Colanda. This is Stanley. So thank y'all for joining us for Real Talk. Tonight we're going to talk about Unmasked. Stanley, Curtis said you should do Christian comedy. I've told Stanley that before. I'm not a comedian. He don't, it's, he's no. not try, he don't try to be funny on purpose. He just... Like, this is actually who I am. Like, this is no, this is no joke. Yeah. So... He's not trying to be funny, just... Yeah, yeah it just happens. No, I'm not a Christian comedian. And I don't want to be a Christian comedian anyway because they don't make no money because y'all church folks don't like to pay. Don't say that because we know Christian <laughs> comedians and he's doing very hey, well. Hey, Rich. Who? Kevin on stage. Don't say John... He, no, he ain't. Even John Gray had to quit doing that and become a pastor. Let me see what that got him. <laughs> okay. Go ahead with your mini. <laughs> All right, go ahead. You was giving an introduction. You said, uh, I'm finished. You said you wanted to vent. I did. Uh, well, tonight we're talking about um, Unmasked. Um, we're talking about this year. <sighs> it's God. just so much that's been going on this year. Um, we did get a little relief, you know, for the election. Thank God for our newly elected president and vice president. Praise the Lord. Um, I'm excited about that. I'm glad that we're no longer... Well, in two months, preferably, we don't no longer have to deal with the foolishness that we've been putting up with for the last four years. And I don't care who hears it, but it's the truth. But anyway, um, this year has been a very challenging year, not just physically or financially or health-wise, but socially, this has been a challenging year because of the fact that uh, a lot has been exposed. Um, I don't think we're never, I don't think we're never going I think we're never going back to living life normal like we used to because so much has been uncovered yeah. this year. Um, we're realizing who's for us, who's against us, um, not just in the world, not just in our friendships and relationships, but also in the church. We're realizing, you know, what pastors are for us and what pastors are against us, what pastors have motives, what pastors do certain things. So it's a lot that has been um exposed and unmasked and it's kind of leaving a lot of people like hmm, where do we go from here right. like how do we move forward how do we look at the person differently than than what we've known them to be and stuff like that you know you got a lot of scandals coming out you got a lot of you know racism coming out in the church uh you know as well you got a lot. i mean it's just a lot being uncovered 2020 was a very uncovering type of year y'all said uh, y'all wanted like Yep, and God has given us that vision. So it's like everything that's been hidden is now being, covers are now being pulled off and God is allowing us to see people in general for who they are. So my concern is, is that, okay, after this, after the exposure, after the unmasked, then how do we restore the image of the church? How do we restore the image of the body? How do we restore the integrity um, that the saints once had? That's a good question. I don't know who could be the one to... To help bridge the gap, I feel like I need therapy. Um, yeah, therapy is Because a lot of people who I thought was for us, and I, and I want to say this. Um, yes, it's going to be a pink and green inauguration. Cat, cat, cat. I started with my sweater today, but I see that a lot of people are still upset. So I didn't wear my sweater today, but it's going to be pink and green. Um, so that's right. She is an AKA. Yeah. So I, I want to say this. So it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter to me who's in office. You know, everybody votes according to their own interests. The thing that I don't like is how this election in my lifetime has torn the church into two and people have made this about salvation and God's glory more than just politics. And um, I think that's, that's why I don't really know like, how we're going to reconcile because now it's bringing up our differences. It's like, forget that Jesus is sovereign and that it doesn't matter if we voted for Biden to be president. If the Lord wanted Trump, he would have made it that way because that's what his will would have, you know, if that was his will. So it's like, mm. some of this stuff don't even make biblical sense. So it I think we're just... I don't know. People are just so focused on their own personal interests. I put something up the other day because I know there are a lot of people whose hope, whose faith in God is really tied to this election. And 
the spiritual part of me is almost like, Lord, if this don't turn out the way that they want it to turn out, they just may walk away from you because they're so, you know, believing that you're going to turn this thing around. And then on the other hand, it's almost like the Lord can't let it be the way that they want it because they made such an idol out of this. So I don't know. I think that's because I, I you know, like one of my like my one of the classes I'm taking um in in my religion class, um my professor she actually um said it. She said we're living in a day now where white Christians believe that you should be Republican, and black Christians believe that you should be Democrat, and we've almost made political parties some form of religious doctrine. We equate because I'm saved and because I stand for God, then it is my duty to be a, Dem a Republican. And we feel, and some feel like, well, if you are saved and you support Democrats, then you support everything that Democrats um, believe right. in. Now, granted, there are things that I, that I agree with from both parties. Um, but when I vote, I vote based on what's going to benefit the people at large, not just because we got to look at it like this. America, our this nation is not a theocracy. Um, like it was in the Bible days when God ruled nations and he sent the prophets and things like that to rule nations. We have, we are a democracy, which means that the people decide who they want to represent them, who they want to lead them, and this and that and the other. And there are going to be times where they're going to be, I didn't agree with President Bush. A lot of people agree with President Bush. You know, some people didn't agree with President Clinton, you know. So it's a lot of people that you, you would never satisfy the nation at large because there's going to always be people that's right. going to not be satisfied. But what makes me mad, and I don't want to say what pissed me off, but what really makes me <laughs> mad is, is that I don't like how people would try to question your salvation based off how you vote and based off who you support. Right. Just because I decided to vote for a Democrat uh, nominee for president does not necessarily mean that I agree with abortion and gay marriage and, you know, things like that. I still stand on the word of God, but that's an issue that the church can handle on its own. You know, we can't expect the president to be the pastor. And that's what makes me upset because we want, you know, it's no way he can satisfy all of us. And right. we got to be realistic and realize. And then like I told somebody the other day when they was, you know, I was telling about, about, about a famous preacher that had a press service. You can do all that binding and loosening and speaking in tongues for an election, but not one time during that prayer did you ask God to heal our nation from racism, divide, um, division, uh, inequality, injustice. You, I guess the Holy Ghost was not concerned about none of that. So it's things like that that really boils my skin <laughs> and makes me like, because it's like, seriously? So now we're not saved because we decided to stand with a particular person. You can say her name because she's gone Instagram. Oh, yeah, follow away. Yeah. Follow away. Follow away. I mean, and there are a lot of other people. Um, I don't know his name. He He's not popular to me, but it was another uh, white pastor. He was on his Kim, knees. Kim Copeland. Him, too. Kim Copeland. But there was another one. He was on his knees in his pulpit crying because America did not make the right choice. And but who's um, to say that though? Huh? Who's to say America didn't make the right choice? Right. And that's why I'm saying, like, so what about God's sovereignty? So God's not powerful enough to correct our mistakes. Like now, like we his will is what we will. Like their their argument kind of negates the fact that he he knows the end from the beginning. And still, even if that was not his man, that's who people put in power, he could still do accomplish what he wanted with whoever is in is in place and I think people do need to go back to understanding that uh, the Lord wanted us to be a theocracy but back in the Bible day the Israelites wanted to be like everybody else and they wanted a king and so he gave the people what they wanted and the Bible says that, 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 that he gave the earth to the children of men he gave them what they wanted and so likewise we have what we wanted we want a democracy and so we have what we wanted. And I think this happens in, in our personal lives too, where we get ourselves in some trouble and then we want the Lord to come rescue us. But you made that decision on your own because he gave you exactly. free will. Now you want him to come in, you know, rescue you. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how 
a lot of these things turned out. I was kind of upset. I don't listen to Paula White. Um, she used to be popping back in the day, but ever since she came out as his advisor, I haven't really even heard name. Well, before. she's always been associated with Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, even before all of this yeah she was she was yeah for years because she was she i remember she said on television one time he's a he ties to her ministry faithfully oh and she's been saying yeah, that for years had to get so. him pray for him then because he tied the oh, of course yeah yeah he ties to her ministry faithfully so y'all should watch and that's why video. i said y'all should yeah, watch, go watch the video, video. Y'all have not say y'all got her number y'all call her if y'all want to talk about it call her she got time yeah, y'all should watch the video. If you have not watched the video, you should watch it. Um, and just see see what you, you know, what you see. And then um, yeah, like I said, Kenneth Copeland, I feel, oh God, that kind of that one kind of hurt because he's been around for a long time. And but to to get to this point, Stanley, and use your platform for this, like now you have all eyes watching, and this is the message we want to give. We don't want to say nothing about the gospel. Since y'all watching, it's honestly against the law, salvation. and isn't it against the law to endorse publicly in a church to publicly endorse somebody for office? And see, that's the thing. Now, when and this is another thing I don't like. I'm just gonna let it all out tonight. I don't like the fact that when it's somebody that is not black and they're or colored and huh. they're white and in power, we say. God sent this leader. But the minute it's somebody that's black or minority or a person of color, any person of color that assumes a powerful position, such as president or vice president, we want to put out there, y'all pray for the nation because we got uh, demonic leadership and, and God, God is weeping because of the leadership that we have of the nation. So my question is, like, so, so it sounds to me that you're saying that black people or minorities cannot be in powerful positions without it being any type of demonic uh, attachment to it. Come on now. That, that's the message that they putting out here. Because I hate to say it, and I know we about to get another president, but when President Obama was president, everybody was, yeah, it's wickedness in the office and wickedness in, in this and that. You know what I'm saying? And then the minute that Donald Trump becomes president, oh my God, this is who God wants in office. You know, there. Um, I saw that there is a billboard in Georgia, it's a few of them, that says only, Don, only Donald Trump and God can save this country. Wow. I think it's one wow. in Jersey as well. And Donald's name is first, and then says, and God. Um, That's so sad. And you know what else? I don't, yeah, and I don't like that. And it's almost like, this the thing. Donald Trump has never publicly said that he was a Christian. He's never publicly came out and said that he was a believer. Never. Mike You're Pence right. has, but Cat Donald Trump said. never has. Right. Cat said, so God told her to put on her sweatsuit and call for people over the pulpit. That's not the God I know. <laughs> no. He and God is not concerned. Let me tell you something. God is not concerned about a presidential election. That's what he gives us the will to do. Yeah. He gives us grace to do that. That's us. God, God I mean, he can He's concerned to the point where, you know, I don't want to say he's not concerned, but it's really, I don't believe that it's that big of a deal to the Lord because at the end of the day, he's God. Right. He can work through whoever's in office. But my thing of it is, you had a two-hour press service for election results. We got people that's sick, that's dying of COVID, people are losing their jobs, people are going through, people are battling depression, this and that and the other. And you mean to tell me God told you to have a two-hour press service about this? For a presidential election because the person you wanted is losing. You didn't even pray for the other candidate. Your whole prayer was catered around one person. So if Trump needs God, I know Biden needs God. Kamala Harris needs God. Yeah. Mike Pence needs God. All of them need God. Like, seriously? So that's why I say the Bible, and that's why I don't think that, that and I may be wrong, but Bible says when we know not what to pray for, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit would give us in a, um, Give us what to pray for, and he'll 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 tell us, make it in the session for us with words and all of that kind of stuff. The Holy Spirit will tell you what to pray for when you don't know what to pray for. It's in Romans, read it. But <laughs> so you mean to tell me that the Holy Spirit is not concerned about people dying of COVID? He's not concerned about racial injustice. He's not concerned about 
people losing their jobs. He's not concerned about none of that. The only thing he's concerned about is Donald Trump winning this presidential election. That's all I'm saying. Y'all didn't even pray this much for Obama <laughs> or Bill Clinton or George. You know what I'm saying? Even George Bush. They didn't pray that much for George Bush. Or for COVID. Nobody. No. I didn't see no churches not like this widely publicized. I think and that's that's the that's the mistake I, we're making, uh, especially people who sit under and listen to that because my mom said, or the economy. Nope, we never had no two and a half hour press service for God to save um, our economy. Uh, I wanna know, I'm interested in the people who sit under these people, like, especially when she started calling on angels from Africa and South America, um, that just didn't make no, any biblical sense. Like, forget that she praying for- I, I understand her intent behind that, but oh, you do. It, it, what? I understand her intent. She was probably when she said that, and I may be wrong. I believe I'm going to let her off the hook on this one. See, that's why you got to know what you're doing when you're going to speak. Like, y'all talking about Paula? We talking about it all, Steve. We talking about everything tonight. Share the video, y'all. Share the video. But anyway, I think when she was praying, she I was listening to somebody else explain it as well, and I said, okay, that makes sense. If you are spiritual and you are a prayer person, you know it. You know the the methods that Paula was doing. Um, you know that her way of chanting and, and interceding was a style of prayer that, that exists in the church. It's a style of prayer that we do. The angels descended from Africa. Um, I believe that what she was trying to say was that there were intercessors in Africa that was interceding on behalf of the president. <laughs> but she said angels. But it's not biblically correct because angels don't descend from other nations. Angels descend, descend from heaven. So when you call in spirits from other nations, you're really some demonic spirits. Yeah. And I'm not saying it because it's Africa or South, or South America. America and things like that, but, but you don't know what you're doing. And that's the thing. You, I ain't seen Paula White going to warfare like that in years. I mean, years. And then when you do decide to go to warfare, you want to go to warfare over a president and then you don't know what you're doing. You're just calling stuff and summonsing stuff and and I hear the sound of victory. I hear the sound of victory. And what's so funny is every time she did that and prayed for Trump, yeah, you did all that. And what's so funny to me is every time you did it and prayed for Trump, God allowed Biden's numbers <laughs> to keep going up. Like you, you, you said it. You said we claim Arizona, we claim Nevada, we claim, and those are the states that Biden won. <laughs> So everything you claim, it really went to Biden's benefit. So maybe the Lord is trying to show you Trump season is off. And, and you can't tell me that God, it was God's will for people to keep being constantly abused and 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 ver verbally battered by this man. This man was come on, this man was horrible. As a president. Yeah. yeah. But people can change. Salvation is possible. Louisa said, um, she called immigrants angels and Trump don't like immigrants. <laughs> exactly. This man don't even like Africans. He don't like and he said South America. He don't like Spanish people. He don't like people. <laughs> so why are we <laughs> no so, Let... so how do we reconcile, Stanley? Because now there is a, a a big divide. Um there has been a tear. Yes, there has been a tear in the kingdom of God. The Bible does tell us, come now and let us reason together. Um, and the Bible does talk about reconciliation. Number one, we as the church, as hard as it is, and I have to ask God this with myself, I don't want this to be a situation where it turns into hate for each other. Um, I'm now evaluating a lot of relationships that I have. And if some of y'all know me, y'all know I interact with Christians that are black, white, Spanish, this and that. And this past year, I've really been, really been praying about my relationships with those people because you know, some of those people believe certain things that I don't believe. And clearly, I, there are things that I believe that they don't believe. So at, where do we find the middle ground at? Right? So the question that I've been, that, that the Holy Spirit had asked me, is it, seri is it serious enough for you to destroy a relationship over? And that's something that we got to decide. The Bible does say, mark those that cause division and avoid them. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we, we are entitled to our own opinions. We are entitled to our own views. And just like you expect me to respect your views about, you know, Donald Trump, then you have to respect my views about 
Joe Biden. And we can't allow that to destroy our nation. You know, this thought came to me this morning. We are a divided church trying to win a unified world. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not going to happen because we all over the place. We fighting against each other. We're warring against each other. We rebuking each other. We're correcting each other. We're not, you know, we're not praying for each other. We're not covering each other. You know, we already got a lot going on. Every, all our generals are dying in the faith. Yeah. And it's like, at what point, if we're so busy being distracted by an election, then who's interceding for the people? Who's praying for the people? Who's winning yeah. the souls? Who's doing that? And we got to honestly, and even myself included, a lot of us as ministers, we got to let, let political people deal with politics. And we got to get back to our first works, which is the ministry of God and winning souls. Because to be honest, it don't matter who's going to be president. Times are going to get worse. Like, they could have put uh, the, the, uh, the Apostle Paul as president. Times will still get worse. That's because, so we got to prepare people for eternity. I think that's what I want people to understand, too. Like, I've seen some Christians thinking that we're able to delay the Lord's coming, but based on who we vote for. And the Bible promises that the, the end times they're going to be wars and rooms of wars. It's, it's going to get worse. It has to get worse. Um, before it comes. And yet he's married. Oh, Sister Simon. Um, so it, has, it has to get worse. I, I, um, I told Marcus today I was feeling like a little nervousness in my spirit because I don't feel settled about, I don't feel peace about this election. Like I know something else is coming because um, somebody so told me that today. Huh? Somebody called it. Somebody called and told me that today. They was like, it's something about this ain't sitting right with them. Yeah, it's not sitting. It's not sitting well with me I'm not scared. I'm just aware that something is coming. So I've just been asking the Lord to to have mercy, to give us wisdom. And um for for the people who know him, cling to him, y'all. Cleave to him. And, I think uh, I've been noticing a lot of people. Uh, I need to pray about my relationships because once they showed me who they was, I was like, "Ooh, unfollow, delete. I never talk to you again." So I those people say, "Strike a L by their name." They <laughs> helped me because uh, it's difficult for me to, uh, you know, it's one thing if you believe in pro life and like if we differ over that, but you can't tell me that you feel like um, racism is fake or something like that, like. We can't be friends, and we we differ on that kind of things. Now, you may not know my experience, or believe that it happens to every black person, but you can't make me feel like, um, you know, my experience is real. Cat said we are praying, not praying for civil unrest. We're preparing for it. I think I think there is going to be a civil war, in spiritually um, and physically that's coming up. Because we're so divided. One thing I was listening to, I was watching um, Pastor Josh Hart. I was reading his post. And he said, one thing we can definitely thank Donald Trump for is God used him to expose the hearts of many people. Oh, yes. And now we know where people stand when it comes to certain things. Um, The fact that Donald Trump even still had that many votes after the four years of chaos that he's caused, that still shows me that there are a lot of people that still agree with that and in the church and that and that's the sad part about it these are the people in the church especially a lot of these uh pastors and and evangelicals and these people um you know that and 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 this is my thing and we talked about this a couple of months ago with the george floyd situation when we saw that a lot of those pastors particularly a lot of the white pastors were not saying anything about the racial injustice piece and it kind of you know, it, this is my thing. These people have sown into your ministries for years. They, you've prayed for them. You've covered them. They trusted you with their soul. And that's the thing. When people join your church, they trust you with their soul. They're trusting you with their soul. And for you to not be concerned about their well-being here in society, it don't matter. As long as it benefits you, that's what matters. And then they kill me with, well, he's done a lot for the church. Well, clearly... It ain't the church because I don't see none of the benefits for the church. Now, I see the benefits for the pastors, but I don't see the benefits for the church. I'm just being honest. And yeah, y'all get your little tight breaks and, you know, this and that and the other. But my thing of it is, it's like 
I'm, the motives of the men are being exposed. The motives of yeah. these people that we've looked up to for years. And it ain't all just the white pastors. It's the black ones. It's a lot of black ones too, you know, that go along with this stuff and condone this stuff just to get popular, just to get on television, just to get some change in their pocket. And it's you, you're literally selling out and you don't care about souls. You don't care about the well-being of souls. God, I'm telling you, a lot of these churches are not coming back after COVID. Y'all gonna be yeah. surprised. Yeah, and we thought it was but hey, we thought it was gonna be because they didn't have any money or because they didn't know how to endure during these times, but it's because their congregation gonna leave and um because of their, their racism. I seen something today, something today that said they were tired of these preachers with a mouth full of scripture and a heart full of hate. You don't exactly. know who people are. I was telling my mom, people are okay with you as a minority until you start trying to do as much as them. Because a lot of these people and stay here in Jacksonville, I had to unfollow them. Um, they whole office is full of black people, whole church full of black people. Mm -hmm. And you believe this. It's like, wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Liza said they Or if you go to there and then like for instance, and then and we're so divided racially in the church too. Like seriously, you could go to one church, and I get it, that may be their culture, but if you notice that your congregation is a mixed crowd. You don't even try to make the person feel comfortable with the style of worship. You force them to worship as you worship. Ooh. And then you give them the mindset that the way that they worship is out of ignorance. Oh, that's not, we don't dance over here. Or we don't speak in tongues. That's ignorance. You know, stuff like that. We, we just lift our hands and listen to the music. You don't even try to compromise to find a mean where all people can feel comfortable in their worship style. Mm -hmm. See, this stuff been going on. Yeah. You just didn't notice it, yeah. you know, even because you know, I used to, I used to think that honestly, a couple of years ago, the Lord freed me from that. But I used to think that, that black churches weren't doing it the right way, that the white church was doing it the right way. <laughs> and the Lord kind of had to show me, the Bible says those that worship must worship them in spirit and truth. You can't tell me I worship out of ignorance. Okay, just because you don't shout and get loud and holler, that don't mean I'm ignorant because I do it. You know, that's just my style of worship. Yeah. You know, and, and we got to learn how to embrace each other when it comes to that. But this has been going on for years. We're just now seeing the manifestation of, I think what happened is this stuff just started boiling over. This stuff that's been under the rug for years. Can you imagine? We got to do a better job. We're seeing what God sees all along. And I wonder what, he's, what he thinks about our power that we're unable to discern this stuff. That I saw something today that said, like, even though there are pastors, we're supposed to still be um, testing their fruit. But because they are our pastors, we kind of put our guard down and we don't continue to discern or to try to, the spirit. We just, whatever they say, whatever they do, we yep. just follow. We don't go back and research this though. Yep. And then we, whatever prophecy they give us, we go along with it. We just, woo! Oh, the man of God said this, the woman of God said that. And I believe, like I said last time, I believe in the gift of prophecy. I believe in it. I believe in all the gifts of the spirit. What I don't believe <laughs> is when you tell me God said something and then he, he don't do it. He told, wait, what you told him that, what you told the people that he said he was going to do. Because a lot of these prophets, it's the truth. A lot of these prophets owe the church an apology. And I, <laughs> I really, they really need to all go on live just like they did before this election and go on live and apologize to the church and tell them and be honest, I did not hear from God. I thought I heard the Lord say this and that, and that is not what God said. Y'all owe the church an apology. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not going to call no names because there's too many in the name, but a lot of them need to go on just like they went live and use their platforms. They need to go back on live and make it right and My apologize God. to them people and That's have integrity and be like, My bad, I was wrong. I and admit it. The other day, I think it's in Deuteronomy 18, um, when the Lord said, the people were saying, you know, how will, how will we know if this word is from you? <laughs> and he said, if it does not happen, mm -hmm. I did not say yeah. it, basically. And the Bible also says that, that he'll confirm his words with signs. So God is not going to tell you something that he's not going to back up. So if you're telling me that the Lord said this and God said that it's going to rain and, and this and that. I'm expecting it because that's what you said that God, so don't, don't make me waste my faith off in a, faith on an assumption. Yeah. If you didn't know that God, 
you what if you ain't sure, then just don't don't prophesy. <laughs> but what about the people who say like, I mean, we we don't know what's gonna happen. But what about the people who say? It's a, like I said, a lot of them still say that don't lose faith. God is still working. Don't lose hope. And they say, well, we have to like, they didn't prophesy this part. Like they didn't prophesy that he would, he would not win. And that voter fraud, like, I, I, I think like, oh, God don't know the details. Thank you. I don't agree with that reason being is because they're only doing it concerning this president. They, they have not prophesied that concerning any other president only with this president they want to do that when hillary clinton like like whoopi goldberg said when hillary clinton lost hillary clinton she 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 accepted it for what it was and kept it moving even though we all knew that donald trump had some some type of uh trickery with russian influence to win that election and he got off and he walked as a free man and we let it go now with his own plan backfired on him <laughs> and he loses, and now everybody's saying, "Oh, it's a conspiracy." That many people didn't vote. Um, this and that and the other. Like, come on, y'all, stop this mess. You know, you got people that are prophesy politics, but can't even win a soul walking down the street. My God! But the Lord to give you a word for the president. Come on now. Mm -mm. Go back to your first words. Go back to your first words. Elder Wilson said, "Are we talking about Tika Taka Paula?" Yeah. We talking about everything. These people are being, and, and what's so sad about it is we're trying to win. Millennials are already, yes. we're, all, we're like the last generation that kind of has some level of uh, respect, some level of being conservative. Like yeah. we said, we were the last generation brought up with those traditional values, but these Z's that's coming up, they are ruthless. <laughs> you have to literally show them yeah. And, and live the life for them to respect you. You can't go to them saying, I'm an apostle, I'm a bishop, I'm an this and that now. Yeah. They looking at you like, okay, who cares? But this is why they burning sage because they looking yep. for signs and then when the church say they got a sign and then it doesn't happen, unfortunately, they don't blame the person who said it. They, they blame God. They blame God. God lied because this person came in in his in his name. But that's why we know the Lord is going to handle it um, because he he cares about it. And you're going to lose. You're losing, and that's the thing. We're losing a generation behind us. Like this this foolishness has this has to stop. I think everybody just need to shut down, and everybody, the whole church at large, just needs to go on a sabbatical and just completely shut down. I had to, I'm doing it myself personally. I done had people to invite me to come preach for the past couple of months, and I just been telling them, no, 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 because I'm just not. I said it's it's some things that I need to work out in my personal life. I'm not going to get up there and just get a job done because I need to check. I'll leave it. But anyway, I'm just saying. So I think we as the church at large need to really go back to the drawing board and focus on what's important because we we slipping like. And then if it ain't politics, we've been exposed in extra. Curricular activities, yeah. extramarital affairs. You know what I'm saying? You got you got pastors stealing money from the churches. You got pastors that's you know breaking up with their spouses. You got all kind. I mean, it's so much corruption going on, and covers are being pulled. And my thing is, in my private prayer time, I've been telling the Lord this honestly. I say, God, fix me privately, cause <laughs> I can't. <laughs> don't don't I can't have my business in the street, but fix me, fix me in private. I know that's right. I, Boy, I'm serious. Me Whatever me. I need to work on, tell me now. Yeah. <laughs> show me me, Lord. Don't let me have to learn out here in the street in front of the world. Don't let me, yeah. Because if the world finds out, I'm telling you, it, you will never, once you mess up your name, you don't get that back. Yeah. You don't get that back. And I'm not saying you got to walk around perfect and you're not going to make mistakes, but you are going to, um, you are going to, they when you do you mess up, yeah, they, they ain't gonna let you like like the older generation, they they never enough to look. Like this this is what I told somebody. The older generation was respectful, but they came off as judgmental. This generation is not as judgmental, but we're not respectful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 not respectful. Like we'll sit up there and we'll, you know, we call pastors by their first names nine. You know, back in the day, you used to be scared to say something about your pastor. Not please. <laughs> they draw a pastor under the mud. Oh, we'd be afraid to put our mouth on the pastor because they tell us 
Um, them children got ate up by that bear. Talk about Elisha, so we be afraid. Ate up by that bear. Nah, mm-hmm. nah, we'll care. He human just like I am. She'll, you know, they 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 go to the bathroom just like I do. And yes, that is true. But but that just shows you that the respect for leadership, yeah, it, it's no longer there. Like I don't even like now. You know, a lot of some. I remember I was somewhere. I was at church, and somebody walked to me. Hey, stand up. What's up? And I was like, Hey, what's going on? So we was talking, and somebody came to me and said. You're an elder. You, they shouldn't call you by your first name. I said, it don't matter. It was like, no, it does matter. You are an elder. They need to respect the fact that you're an elder in the church. I said, it, to me, it does not matter. It was like, I know that, but they, they don't respect it. I said, this is the problem. And I told the person this. I said, it ain't the fact that I don't care, but this generation don't respect elders because too many elders done messed up. Mm-hmm. And instead of them being honest and saying they messed up, they keep going along in their arrogance, and then they pride and not willing to correct themselves. And this other generation see that, so they don't respect elders. They don't respect pastors. Because in their eyes, we all lying. We all living a lie. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that ain't the truth, but for what they see, we all living a lie. Elder Wilson said, much there came a king that didn't know Joseph. I believe this is a generation that won't know the truth and living God, true and living God because we have stopped preaching the truth. Um, I, I believe that as well. The other day, go back to the drawing board. We got to go back to the drawing board, you know. And it ain't about, and I ain't talking about that old school holiness that everybody was preaching back in the day and went living. I ain't talking about that. And you know, <laughs> don't do that. Now, I'm talk- just saying because a lot of them do that. They we got to go back to the old landmark. Okay, but but you went living right in the old landmark. You still doing your dirt, so we'll leave it alone. It would have made more sense for Paula. Um, especially to be the spiritual advisor for the president if we are in such error by voting the other way to pray for our salvation so that the Holy Spirit will move us and teach us how to vote instead of praying and rebuking that the Lord drop votes under his name. Yeah. And then if you're a spiritual advisor for the president okay, and you awesome. condone and you say you're a spiritual advisor for the president and you've been a spiritual advisor for years, and you condone everything that he does, then you have failed him as a pastor. Sure have. You oh, just failed him. Say he don't listen to me, y'all. And then don't be his spiritual advisor anymore because he does not listen. But I would Release not him. put my integrity on the line to protect somebody. Who- and again, if, if anybody's seen it, tag me in a video or something. I have never heard Donald Trump confess that he is a Christian. I've never heard him confess I've that he's a Christian. People say that too, that they, he's never said that. He's never openly confessed, I am a born again believer. Now, Mike Pence has, but he has never openly confessed that he is a born again believer. I've never heard it. If, if y'all heard it, type me in the video and I'll come back on and apologize, but I've never heard him say that. Pastor, maybe you can help us with something too. Um, with the fascination about them helping about Donald Trump helping Israel or being, you know, what's the fascination with that? Israel is an ally to the United States. I don't know why this is like a big ooh and all, but Israel (laughs) is an ally to the United States. So again, this man is not really doing anything major like that. You know, no, none of the world leaders like him. You know, this man literally was on the verge of being the next Adolf Hitler because he was going to Americans. Very scary. With other world leaders. Very scary. You don't get along with, you going to China, you know, talking to them in the kind of way you talk to the French president in the kind of way you go into the United Nations, telling them what you, what you is and what you ain't going to do. You know, you coming in there with like all of this. Come on now. If the whole world is against you, but then they'll sit up there and preach, well, if God be for us, who can, no, no, no. This, this, this man's, but it was, anger stirs up wrath. And this man is stirring up wrath. And we're going along with it. Elder Wilson said he believed, Donald, Donald believes that his actions make him a born again Christian. Please. They, old people say the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Good intentions. And this is the thing. He's never, the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He has not confessed that he is a Christian. But yet, I'm, I'm just saying, he has not confessed it. I, 
So therefore, I have a right to say I don't believe that he's a Christian because I have not heard him publicly confess or say that he's a Christian. I haven't heard it. Brandon, oh, Lord, we got Senator Brandon Johnson. Yeah, that's what I was asking him. Brandon, have you heard, have you heard him ever um, say that? And I don't want people to feel like like this. We're not. We're yes, not. We are. Forcing. <laughs> We're venting, guys, because we're, we're not endorsing either candidate. Because, like I told y'all last week, Jesus is not on the ballot, so we had to vote oh! for somebody. We had to vote for somebody, and if you chose to vote for Donald Trump, that's your right. What we're condemning is people who have their faith tied in the outcome of this election, or they're using the Lord to to condemn the rest of us who did not vote for Donald. Mm-mm. Uh, Senator Johnson said he has never mentioned a word of salvation being his portion. I've never heard him. I've never heard him say that he was saved. And I don't know where people, and just because Paula White, you got a lot of people that's pastoring folk that ain't saved. Ask me how I know. So just because they go to your church don't mean they saved. All right. Just because they pay a tight don't mean they saved. Well, we have just they on your, I'm just saying. Well, we have rallied for them to vote for Kanye. I would have took my chances on Kanye. Nah, I know. Let me stop. No, no. I wouldn't have voted for Kanye. Now, Kanye has actually confessed <laughs> that he was saved. <laughs> now, that's it. <laughs> so, if you really should have, you know, if you really wanted somebody saved in office, why not vote for Kanye? He said he was saved. Brandon, Brandon said the white evangelicals made him become saved, but Trump has Yeah, Trump never claimed that. Trump never claimed salvation. I, I've never heard him say that he was saved. And that's what I'm saying. If you're a spiritual advisor, then you should have been advising him, hey, you need to get your soul right with God. Because the end is first act. Yeah. yeah. And you're doing all that warfare about an election. You ain't, I'm pretty sure you ain't did no warfare with him. You know what I'm saying? Have you done warfare with him, with, with his drinking problem, with his womanizing problem, with his, you know what I'm saying? Have you bound, binded those spirits of racism and all that? See, if you're going to do warfare, do it, do it for real. Oh, look at you. Sharita being beat. She said, Kanye confessed, but does he believe? He said, believe Jesus is Lord. That's what he said. And the Bible say, no man can say Jesus is Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Ah! That's what it say. Woo! Felt <laughs> <Stop> that. About <laughs> that just... Hold on, y'all. I got a shout. Let me turn my camera off real quick. Woo! <laughs> you are so dumb. <laughs> Woo! My God from Zion. <laughs> I'm sorry, Saints. I had to let that one loose real quick. I felt that. So crazy. That's what you call a snatchback for you. Snatch it back. Ah! <laughs> That's what the words Hello, somebody. That's what the words say. No man can say Jesus Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Y'all y'all would be surprised who done made it to heaven. My God. It's gonna shock you. It's gonna shock you when we get there. Hey, we think we shocked now. So I'm in, telling the day, y'all, man. in the days mm-hmm. to come, everybody, I'll just be prayerful. Just be mindful. Just be prayerful. Don't don't stir up wrath. Try try to re like I said, we was talking about earlier how to reconcile. I would say, I would suggest try to find a way to reconcile. And if there's no way that you can see reconciliation, then I do believe God will give you the grace to make that separation. Because yeah. there are people that are not, the, the Bible talks about when Paul and Barnabas, they were the best of friends, they did everything together, but the Holy Ghost fell on both of them and said, separate yourselves yeah, for the work of the ministry. Yeah. So there are times where the Holy Spirit will say, okay, this season is up, there, let them go. <laughs> yeah, you over there, you over there. And honestly, it's going to be a lot of separations with churches, a lot of separations with denominations, a lot of separations with ministries. Some of y'all are going to have to change y'all prayer partners. After this, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be a lot of, of changing. Everything is changing. And if you're not looking at the church at large, look at all these pastors that's dying this year. And I, I mean, they dying at all. Y'all, one of my favorite preachers in the whole wide world. I would have never thought this man would have. I just knew this man was going to live to be 115 years old. But that, I mean, and that man could preach the paint off the wall. <laughs> and he, he passed Saturday. So, um, you know, but, huh? You see? What you said? I, I, I assume so. I think he was sick. But he passed Saturday. And then the week before, Rand Salad died. Who would have thought? Come on, Rand Salad? You know, forever. You know, so we done had a lot of hits in our church. God is literally changing 
the faces of our church, the yes, changing of the guard. And it's the thing, if we're so busy bickering and these guards are leaving, who's watching the gates now? Who's who's standing at the gate? Who's interceding? Who's winning the souls? Who's praying? Who's I mean, and these people dying at a rate like crazy. And these folk, they're not even being sick long. They being sick and maybe in a week or two, they out of here. So we got to get back to that. We got to get back to the bases. We got to get back to the Yes, Sheree, I'm still in morning too. We got to get back to the... He's coaching. What? What? That man was the baddest preacher in Church of God in Christ. I would put him again. I came from the... The only one, the only one, and let me say this publicly, and I I know I'm going to go on a limb for saying this. The only one I would put him up against is Bishop uh, G.E. Patterson, and he would give G.E. Patterson a run. That man, Bishop Kids used to bring him all the time in cathedral when we was growing up. That man used to come and our state meetings, he used to preach the entire week, Monday through Friday, every night. And it was the same intensity every night. That man was a powerhouse. I mean, could pray, could do spiritual warfare. He didn't have to lay hands. I mean, that man would preach and people be falling out and shouting and everything. I mean, it was crazy. I ain't never seen nothing like that in my life. And the thing about it, you'll never see that again. Whoever takes up that mantle, they got a powerful mantle. I wonder if Kat remember this. One time we were in Ames and we was upstairs at the my conference and we heard the man preaching downstairs at the other convention, at the other room downstairs. And we were like, oh, oh we finna go downstairs. And we went downstairs. We couldn't even get in there because it was too crowded. People was all in the hallway. That man was killing it. That, whoo! Every time I think about it, I just, I just get stirred up. Just get stirred up. Kat that said, was a powerful man. Kat said John Hanna. John Hanna came out of his ministry. John Hanna was, yeah, John Hanna grew up in his ministry. Um, I don't know if y'all know Jesse Campbell, the um, singer. Jesse Campbell. You don't remember Jesse Campbell? What's his He was on The Voice. You'll know him if you see him, but that was his dad. Uh, Dave Hollister came out of his church. Uh, you remember Dave Hollister? Yeah, I remember him. DeAndre Patterson. I mean, man, we used to, I'm telling you, we used to, that man, I'm telling you, that man used to come to cathedral growing up. We used to have some church. I, I it's like I can see him now with that black robe and that Jerry girl. Killing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we ran out the we ran out the other service and ran downstairs because we heard him moving. I said, oh no, this man down here killing it. And we ran all of you, you know, we finna hit it. But yeah, so. And that's what I'm saying. So we, we got to do a better job, y'all. These, you know, and millennials, we got to step it up. You know, a lot of us got to step it up. We got to step our game up because we got, we're now impacting Z's now. So whatever we do impacts that generation. So a lot of this stuff is being unmasked and God, God may be firing. And a lot of people ain't got to die for their mantles to fall. Sure don't. I'll leave it. You know, you know what's funny is it's like the Lord is making room for other people to, to to come on the scene. Mary said she remember him coming too. He's making room for other people to come on the scene, but um, like the time to 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 do it is like is now. I think we're going to be it's part now. of what is going to be required to help reconcile the body. But you you mm-hmm. have to tap in now. You got to tap in now. I think this is where God is giving the next generation. This year, I believe God gave the God has given our generation to prepare. Yes. Because I'm telling y'all that that's why a lot of these, because we got to, we got to get in tape. If we say we love God and it's something that I've been struggling with for the past couple of months, we got to restore integrity back into the kingdom of God. Christianity is, has now became one of the most disrespected religions in the world. Nobody respects Christians anymore. There was a time where people wouldn't even cuss around you when they knew you were yes. saying Now they just let them rip, you know, and you can't be like, hey, y'all stop that cussing. They can be like, well, I'm human just like you are because they've seen so much of our flaws and they've seen us not try to correct our flaws, but they've seen us, you know, stay in our, you know, just yeah. live in that truth that, you know, this is who I am. And I get that. We're not perfect, but we got to find a way to restore that. And we got to get back in our word, especially, and I'm going to say this publicly, especially our black pastors. Yeah. We can't keep doing this in seven days. God going to turn it around type stuff. We got to learn how to educate our people. When we preach, we got to we got to dig deeper into that word. We cannot yeah. just get these 
shallow messages just to get them to shout and give a good offer. Those days are over. These people are a bit more educated. Too much has been exposed. It's too much going on in the world. And there are people that really want to know what is God saying concerning this. And I want to thank the Lord because I look like I'm losing weight in this camera. Praise the Lord. Oh, Lord. Don't worry, y'all. Give me a couple of more months. Oh, right. She said, because now we cuss in the pulpit. Yep, they cuss in the pulpit now. You know, they, they cuss in the pulpit. You know, they, they doing all kind of crazy things now just to be relevant. And like I said, we got we to gotta restore that. So even when I study the word of God now, I, I don't study with, okay, what is this going to make the people, you know, this this going to get them up there? No, I study because, all right, we need to put some substance in folks. Because clearly, we see over the years, a lot of people right. thought was saved, they, they fall by the wayside because there wasn't nothing in them. They were just yeah. shouting. I, and this whole, this whole COVID season for me has been a season preparation because I just sent, and I encourage you all to prepare whatever that looks like for your ministry because when this season is mm -hmm. over, the Lord is going to be looking for people who are going to be able to stand in the gap, who are going to be able to fill these new roles because he's sending a lot of people down. <laughs> It's I mean, they, lying and like Stanley said, you don't have to die for you. You you didn't lose your mantle. I I, uh, I know you're talking about Paula White, but now they talking about real talk Kim. I don't know if y'all know her. Yep, she's you know, but she she went back and I liked it. Say what? <laughs> yeah. They say she went back and I liked it, but I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is, y'all. And that's the thing that just goes to show ministry is not a glamorous life. You don't get this. You don't get to get away with mistakes that those that are not famous get away with. Like if I, for instance, if I was dating a girl and the girl got pregnant, y'all already know y'all would blow that up. Oh my God, oh my God. But let it would have been somebody that ain't doing this and that. Oh y'all, he just, he just doing his thing and this and that. Okay, we understand. But if it was me, oh, he know better because he preached. So you don't get away with the things that others get away with in ministry. So that's why I said, we got to find a way to restore that integrity back to where people not only don't judge us, but they also respect us. Right. Because like I said, this generation, we're not judgmental, but we're not respectful <laughs> on, top of right. on top of that. But we got to get that back in the church. And I think that'll help us reconcile because God is uncovering this stuff for a reason. And we just got to get better. You're right, Sharita. So you sat down. We don't do that anymore. No, they don't do that no more. And, and that's the thing, I get it. If truth be told, everybody needs to be sat down. And yeah. I think that's why the Lord allowed this situation to happen with COVID, to sit a lot of people down. So truth be told. But, um, you know, it is what it is. You say, sit down. Yeah, sit down. Y'all, there you're lying one now. Yeah. And ain't nothing sadder than a lying preacher. <laughs> you know, so it is what it is. Cats are what I was saying about time. Cat, cats are messy. But anyway. Let's move on. Somebody said something. I think it was Jeanette Simon. Why y'all wait till the end of the show to start talking? You know how they do. She said, because we want to accept what the world is doing, turn the other cheek off for money, not souls, not healing, not repentance, not salvation. I was looking yeah, at her and she said the Lord told her to tell these preachers that they will pay because they are using his pulpit, a place where we're supposed to be um, worshiping and we're a place where God's supposed to get the glory and we're using it for our own personal political agendas. And she said the Lord told her to tell them that they will pay. And so I just been like, oh Jesus wow. have mercy because everybody want to talk about how giving and how loving he is and he is all of that but he is also king and he rules judge. he judges. Mm -hmm. I would say he's a consuming mercy. fire. Yeah. He's a consuming fire. That means he burns it all up <laughs> to where it to where there's nothing left. He consumes it all yeah. in his fire. So, you know, we got to get back to that point, y'all. And that's something, like I said, I just want to, and it's myself included as well. I'm not saying that we got to walk around here like, like monks and nuns, but we got to, since everything has been exposed, and it's the reason why the Lord has not exposed a lot of us yet. Uh, yes. So... Think about it. Take advantage of the fact that, Lord, you could have blasted me. But because you didn't, I take this time in private to get myself together. Oh, yes. Because you know, I don't want to be labeled as a hypocrite. I don't want to be a castaway. I don't want to, 
do anything like that. So God, I see what you're doing. You're exposing people. You're snatching people out of here left and right. But it's a reason why I'm still here. And it's a reason why you haven't exposed me in my mess. So while I'm in my, while I'm not exposed, I'm going to take this time in private to correct myself before it becomes a big issue. Because you just never know the people that's attached to you, that's watching you, that's looking at you. And you know what I'm saying? That, that really, like, there's a lot of people that whose souls have, that we've lost at large because they saw so much this past year. You know, it's a lot of people that don't believe in Jesus no more, all because of the actions of one particular person. So let's not let's not let that blood be on our hands. So that's what Bishop say. Yeah, you don't want, you don't want that on your hands. hands. You don't want it on your hands. So just you know, live right. Get the Holy Ghost. That's what you need. You need the Holy Ghost. And these preachers need to start preaching that again. Tell these people to get the Holy Ghost. Yes. Not the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm just playing. But get the Holy Ghost, though. I'm for real about that, though. It's time to get the Holy Ghost. Yeah, it's time to get it because that time is getting worse. And I want to be I want to be called up when he comes. So yeah, I don't want to stay down here. I can't go through that tribulation period. No, it's hard already now. So I'm not finna, I'm not even gonna take my chances. That reminds me, um, I have to ask my mom what the name of the book is, but it's a book that she's reading with these women. Um, and it's about a lady who the Lord showed her visions of hell. And uh, he shows her that whoever you are in earth, that's who you're going to be at. This, that's who you're going to be in hell. So you're a preacher on earth, but you got that form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. You don't you don't know the Lord and he don't know you. There you go, Sheree. Oh, Sheree probably in the class. Um, and you don't know him in the part of your sins, you're gonna be the preacher in hell. You still are who you are, you're just in hell now. And she, according uh, to her, um, her vision, the enemy hates those people the most, and so they they suffer seems to be more severely. Because you were the person in the earth trying to, um, oh, she said, I'm not. <laughs> you're the person, you were the person in the earth trying to um, save souls. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's not worth it. That's why, I, that's why I say, you know, if you're being unmasked, and, and this is the thing, let me say this too before we go. People can change. God can forgive. Repentance. I, I believe in repentance. I believe in the grace of God. I believe that if all of these evangelicals, all of these people that we talk about, if they honestly, sincerely repent before God, God will forgive them. Yeah. And God will wipe their slate clean. Now, and if God can forgive them, then we as other believers, we need to be able to forgive them as well. So if these people come to us and they apologize or, or they, you know, or they reconcile with God, then yes, we can restore the church. But we got to be honest with God and repent. And I do believe people can change it no matter what type of lifestyle you live. People can change. So, and in God's eyes, once you repent and he forgives you, it's as if it never happened ever before. So we got to get, so that's the thing. We all got to just, I really pray that God just allows us to reset in this season and kind of just start afresh so we can get back on track to doing what we got to do. This election, I've never seen an election take this much of a toll on the church. I've never seen a president have this much of an impact on the church. So, like I said, we, we just got to get back to our first our right. first words. Right. Yeah, we like one of them churches in Revelations right now. Yeah. What about Leo, Laodicea? We don't let the enemy, I mean, the, the world come in yeah. and infiltrate. And we don't forget what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And we split. We don't, we don't even want to hear each other preach no more. Some people come out there and be like, ah, I'm leaving. Who preaching? All right, bye. I know, help me God, help me God. It's to that point, and that was my prayer to God. I don't want it to be to the point where I miss an opportunity to be ministered to yes. because the ministry is still there. Yes. But again, we gotta reconcile, we gotta apologize. And that's what I'm saying, a lot of these prophets, stuff, y'all need to go on Facebook just like y'all did and prophesy, and y'all need to go back and repent and tell these people, I apologize, I thought I heard the Lord say. That's what they said, as loudly as you prophesy, you need to come back and apologize. You need to apologize to them people. Just be like, I thought I heard the Lord say X, Y, and Z. And I will respect that. I will honestly respect that. And I wouldn't hold it against you. But for you to keep going on in your arrogance. As like you didn't say anything? I, no, I can't respect that. I'm sorry. So, yeah.
Y'all let me get out of here because I'm about to start going off again. Okay. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We love y'all. Have a good night. Please be on time next time, guys. <laughs> so we can talk. Good night. Good night. <laughs>